a very busy morning. Let's get back into it with Dan Deming. He's the managing director at KKM Financial. He's joining us today to take a look at the year that was in financials and currencies. We're talking rates and, well, Dan, good morning. Thanks and welcome. Morning, we started off ben. the show. Good morning. Talking about how the Fed this year was forced to shift from that inflation's transitory message to a much more aggressive stance to combat it. It, it seemed to be the abrupt shift that seemed to catch markets uh, by surprise. Absolutely, Ben. Yeah, I don't think uh, any of us really saw the magnitude of the rate uh, shift that was coming in 2022 earlier this year as uh, again coming out of 2021 into 2022 the you know the fed was still pretty adamant about the transient nature of inflation and certainly you know i don't think uh, any of us really saw the the level of where it was headed at that point i mean hindsight's 2020 and there's a lot of people who are certainly looking back to say i told you so but yeah I, i'm not so sure about that they were they did that they saw anything of this magnitude coming uh you know at the end of 2021. So yeah, the, the, the big shift in the interest rates this year having a significant impact, uh, not only here in the US, but globally, Ben, uh, on uh, equity markets and on other asset classes as well. You know, it really seems like the, the ripple effects that we saw, whether earlier we were talking about the war on Ukraine or here we're looking at the sharp move higher that we saw in rates. Again, the 30-year uh, on the left up to 4.42. We got the 10-year on the right up to 4.33. And, you know, we always talk, Dan, about uh, not only the 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 the, the level that they achieve, but the pace in which they get yeah. there. And that's what really kind of uh, weighed on markets. We definitely saw it weigh on the tech-heavy shares. Again, just kind of the, the speed and that move to the upside. Let's also talk about how we saw the yield curve invert significantly this year. I mean, that was uh, something I probably should have mentioned at the top of the show as well, now that I think <laughs> of it. Uh, uh, I mean, that was a major focal point for investors as it signals a recession uh, is imminent. It, yeah, it certainly does. And, you know, over the course of this year, Ben, you know, we have seen that yield curve continuing to uh, invert further and further. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the two-year, 10-year inversion that happened earlier this year was a first sign of potentially there could be some uh, economic slowing uh, being priced in in the next couple of years. But then we went to the three-month 10-year inverting, you know, later in this, this summer and then uh, then through the fall, still the inversions are firmly in place. So, uh, and historically, when the three-month 10-year uh, inverts, that bats about a thousand when it comes to yeah. recessionary type of event uh, in the coming six to 12 months, typically. So, uh, you know, yeah, I would say that um, that's a, the big, driving factor here as to why we're seeing a resetting of expectations, valuations being called into question throughout the year, and equity markets struggling throughout this year because of the unknown, because of the, as you pointed out, the pace of these rate hikes is historic in nature, really, when you look back over the last year. You know, as we head into the end of the year, we did see bonds inching uh, back up, and if we could take a look above the 50-day moving average, but they appear to be, again, rolling over again here as they sort of failed, uh, well, the bonds right around those June lows that we saw up around 114, 115, and then uh, similar fashion here, I've got the longer-dated bonds, I'm sorry, that's the 10-year on the right, the longer-dated bonds on the left up around 132, the middle of their uh, 132 handle, the June lows, again, provided a little bit of resistance here. And Dan, I just wanted to uh, take a look at this chart real quick because this is something I brought to our viewers' attention in the beginning of the show, the run-up that we saw in yields, again, the 30-year on the top left corner, 
10-year yields in the top right, so uh, yields on the top half of the screen. And then you've got the indices. You can see as they ran up, the ES coming off from 4,800 down to 3,500. It wasn't just the tech-heavy NASDAQ that suffered. But, hey, in terms of a beneficiary thereof, whether you're talking about the selling in the indices or rates to the upside, I mean, you probably know where I'm headed next because another big story this year was the dollar we saw back to 2002 levels. Yeah, 20-year highs for the dollar that we did see, um, I believe, was that September when it peaked? Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, a big shift there uh, to, some, to some degree to be expected. Now, the, the one thing that uh, needs to be also, I think, mentioned here, Ben, is that, uh, you know, when, the, when the, the rate hike started to kick in, you know, and, and as you move through, as we move through the year, now over 90% of the central banks have increased interest rates this year. It when you look at the global Fed, you're saying? It wasn't just the Fed. Now, the one thing about that, though, the Fed was at least ahead of the curve relative to particularly, you know, uh, the e the European zone and uh, the EU and other central banks to some degree. And I think that was one of the driving factors as to why the dollar benefited, because the Fed did get a little bit of ahead of the curve when you look at the pace and the, the rate uh, and the, the expedi expedited rate hikes that were kicked in throughout the year that helped benefit the dollar. Certainly, the, uh, the instability from a global perspective was also another factor contributing to why the dollar was uh, did see those 20-year highs in well, September. Let's talk about what we saw, uh, well, in the uh, latter half of the year, because the dollar running up in the uh, into 20-year highs was really kind of a, a first three quarters part of the year kind of narrative, sure. it seemed September. like. September, uh -huh. If we could take this look at this chart, it was September. That's what you mentioned from 115 uh, down to this 103, 104 area. And, you know, again, I think you can chalk it up to your point a minute ago in terms of what we saw as far as the ECB, right, turning the corner from that negative to a positive rate environment. Yeah, they were four months behind us. Yeah, so that was one of the driving factors, I think, as we moved through this year. You know, and as you pointed out, you know, look at just some of the uh, currencies this year, some historic moves, really. The euro going to 20-year lows versus yeah. the dollar. The British pound going to the, the lowest level, I think, that's, you know, the, you go back to the 80s, I think. And I don't even know, you know, you look back over the last 20, 40-plus years, I think, the British pound went to the lowest levels, almost hit parity with the dollar at mm -hmm. one point. You know, and then, uh, you know, the yen as well. We're seeing, you know, just weakness in some of the other major currencies uh, that are at multi-year, if not decades low at some point during the year. Now, we are seeing some of that being unwound because the central banks have caught up. And also we're seeing some stabilization in uh, some of the other sectors and some of the other areas of the economic structure when you look at the impact of COVID, uh, the war, and some of the other things that uh, certainly had a massive impact from a global perspective. A volatile year, to say the least here, again, and to your point, the British pound, I mean, uh, uh, flip-flopping prime ministers, uh, energy crisis, you got the yen yep. into the end of the year, that BOJ surprised to right. double the cap on the 20-year yields, uh, the Bank of Japan, again, Kuroda, uh, uh, kind of shifting in terms of central bank uh, approach. Dan, talk to us a little bit about what do we look for into the new year in terms of currencies and rates, and where should the focus be in 2023? Well, I, I do think that the dollar has peaked for at least for the short term. And I do think that this trend uh, lower is going to continue at least into the first part of 2023. Sure. In theory, that would should, should be, be beneficial to some of the other asset classes that have struggled uh, throughout this year, or at least not uh, maybe realize some of the momentum that, um, you know, that we did see coming into 2022. And one of those being the equity markets. Uh, there's other issues there besides the dollar that 
that will impact that. But I think you know gr global growth will be another factor contributing to uh, uh, equity valuations. But I think that the dollar is going to continue to probably realize further weakness here, unless we do see a, a maybe a major shakeup uh, in in uh, tensions from a global perspective, where the dollar becomes that safe haven play. But for all t intents and purposes, it does appear that you know we're seeing a peak in rates, at least for the time being, uh, and some of the other areas that you know that helped the dollar initially. But now we're seeing that maybe going to. I think eventually it's going to be unwound in 2023, and therefore we'll see the dollar come back. Uh, you know, into uh, maybe even down to that parity or below level. Uh, uh, so that's one of the factors. I think it's going to influence other asset classes. I do think uh, the metals are going to continue to benefit from the shifting rate environment as well, and the dollar under some pressure. Uh, I think Carly brought that up, but I do agree with her there as well. So I do think that gold, silver are going to benefit from uh, some of the general trends as well. Dan, a dynamic environment this year, to say the least. It will probably be one in the new year as well. And whether you're talking about the relationship the dollar shares with rates, the indices, or, uh, again, that uh, a safe haven tendency, again, there's lots to watch here in the coming year. And uh, really appreciate you joining us here throughout Thanks, the man. year and today to talk, look, take a look back at uh, 2022. Dan Deming, the Managing Director at KKM Financial. Dan, have a great holiday, and we look forward to seeing you here you too, in 2023.